Well, we've made it through all the states. And in this episode of the Appalachian Trail Towns podcast season, we are handing out the hardware. We got best hikes, best campgrounds, best trail towns, all of our favorite stuff. Join us on the inside for our award show best of season finale of the Hashtag 59 Appalachian Trail Towns podcast. Trail Town Dundies. It's <laughs> pretty good. Especially being in Pennsylvania yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. And we stayed in we Scranton. Did, yeah, but we didn't <laughs> go to the bar where they did that, but no. where they did the episode. Well, hashtag 59 podcast, Mike R and Jill G here. And well, if you're tuning in for the first time, <laughs> coming in for the award show of season six. You know, I don't like picking favorites. That's not something that I would typically do, but I have a short list. So you're picking a short list of favorites? <laughs> So what we're doing today in this episode, uh, for the last several episodes, we have gone through the trail towns of the Appalachian Trail. We've gone to the campgrounds, we've done the hikes, we've eaten the restaurants, and we've compiled a couple different lists of categories. A lot of places we've talked about, but it's kind of just a fun little wrap-up of the trail town season to highlight a few places that we loved a little extra special. Yeah. You are you, go, yeah, I'm ready. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. So if you don't know, uh, we're staying in a camper van, which means we stay at a lot of campgrounds. Yes. So category one is going to be our favorite campgrounds top, that we stayed at. Top campgrounds. Top campgrounds. Mm-hmm. Would you like to go first, or would you like me to go first to hand out dun, 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 our top campgrounds trail town award? You can go. Okay. Were so, yours cut and dried? No, okay. no, they weren't. You know, and actually, I kind of even had to th- and and really like a couple. I had to like really like make some decisions yeah because they're not all similar that was the hard part yes i i did find though like a little reoccurring theme as we went along about like what i liked with stuff but okay are you just gonna rattle them yes. off real fast okay. so top campgrounds mm-hmm. so if you're hiking day hiking or section hiking the appalachian trail these were my five favorites okay. that we stayed at loft mountain in shenandoah national park in virginia yep now we're not going to go through each and every one of no. these. Just to give you a little smidge. Why don't you do your rundown? I'll do mine. And then if you want to hit a couple high points. Perfect. Okay. Number four, we got the Black Bear Hiking and Camping Hostel uh-huh. in Dennis Cove in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Linda was on an episode that has no bias whatsoever, <laughs> though we do like Linda and Travis quite a bit. Number three, Maine's Most Beautiful Campground. According to their tagline, uh-huh. the South Arm in Maine, okay. which we alluded to that uh, 
that was their name. However, I'm putting right in front of that number two. I would rank, you know, they, South Arm might be Maine's second most beautiful campground. Okay. Because A Ball Bridge Campground in Maine at the northern end of the hundred mile wilderness, entering Baxter State Park, is my number two. And my number one campground that we stayed at during this whole Appalachian Trail section hike was the Greenwood Lodge in Vermont and the Shea family. Yeah, that was really nice. So your list is not exactly correct. So let me let me start here. <laughs> okay, so, so now for the at number five, I have a three-way tie. A three-way tie at number five. <laughs> now are you going? Are, after that, do you have number two, or do no, you have you no. have? So you're doing eight. <laughs> I told you I have a hard time choosing. How many did you stay at? Yeah, a lot more than that. 30? So, um, I picked at number five, Pine Furnace. Where was that at? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Pine Furnace State Park. I thought that was such a cool place. Loft Mountain, of course, in Shenandoah. And Storrs Pond. Yep, Storrs Pond was right outside of my list. So, yeah, three-way tie. Number four, I had the Black Bear. Uh, three, uh, you didn't have this one on your list, Sylvan Lake Beach Park in mm. New York. Mm-hmm. I really liked that one. Two, I had the Greenwood Lodge in Vermont. And then everybody knows that you kind of, you've switched those on accident, I think. Number one is A-Ball Bridge. Nice. ground in Maine. So we had three, our, our three of the top four. Pretty much. Similar. And South Arm you weren't at. So. Right. Yeah. So for the most pretty part, pretty interesting. And Loft Mountain, list. yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll redo my list right now. Perfect. I liked the campgrounds that you had a little more privacy, and of course, I'm a little bit biased to having some service just because I liked that. And then, of course, amenities and things like that. And when I say that, I'm more like showers, restrooms, laundry versus like swimming pools yeah well like like basketball courts was something i looked at originally for amenities Mm -hmm. and dog parks and i realized that we can find basketball courts and dog parks along the way yeah in the towns uh you know service i liked somebody that since i since i was working i really preferred so that was nice as well we didn't have this um category but i felt like the black bear in tennessee had the best showers oh those were really good they had like outdoor showers yeah that were very cool yep nice okay so here we go we have a asterisk category maybe some shout outs for well i have three places oh they were not campgrounds sure so you couldn't count them but staying at a White Mountain hut, I stayed at the Gale Hell, the Gale Head Hut in New Hampshire, yep. which I would recommend staying at because it's the only female crew yep. in the White Mountains. And then Shaw's Hiker Hostel and the and the AT Hostel in Millinocket. And I assume you also want to give a shout out to the handful of residence inns that we stayed at. Yeah, well. of course. <laughs> Those yeah. are the only places we this, stayed that weren't campgrounds. This podcast is not sponsored by Marriott. <laughs> 
Uh, no, but I wish. yeah, oh, I do too. But no, those three were very cool places that I just didn't qualify. As yeah, I didn't want to put them in yeah. those categories. I'm with you. So now let's. Uh, okay. Trail towns, right? Do we go right in it? Don't we save trail towns for last since that's the theme of this season? Okay. Let's do our top states. Okay. Your turn. You go first. All right. Well, I only have four. So I'm going to start with number four, Georgia. Okay. Number three, New Jersey. Delhi Blazing may have something to do with that. Number two, Vermont. And number one, Maine. Wow. Did but you steal my list? I did see it, but I felt the same. Interesting. That's very interesting. I thought for a while New Jersey was going to take it. was like the more we worked up, I thought New Jersey was going to take it. And then I thought Vermont was going to take it. And then in the end. Maine just won. No pain, no rain. I don't know if I can say it's my favorite state, I guess, now that I have it as number one. You're changing? (laughs) I want all the states to feel nice. Oh, Um, we we loved. I, I loved every state that we went to. I know. I did, too. Okay. Yep. I'm sticking with my list. Well, it is interesting because like, for instance, Georgia is one, as I talked to like a lot of through hikers and my vision of Georgia, because we got a hike in mid-May, most through hikers, which is where a lot of the literature and information about hiking the Appalachian Trail in Georgia, they either finish in November, October down there as a Sobo, or most hike in February and March. It's brown, it's cold, it's rainy. It's rainy at best. It's snowy. We had some dangerous. of the nicest weather the whole trip that and we the, had there. And the campground these campgrounds aren't even open yeah, was, there. It like really it's just a different timing. Yes. I would say with all of these timing had to do with it. Some of it had to do with um when we were talking about campgrounds how populated they happened to be at that time. Us staying on a weekend compared to a yeah. weekday was super different or like a... Some of it had to do with weather, Yeah, right? So I think that um, basically they're all the best. Yeah, okay, great. <laughs> great. Did you want to add a few more campgrounds to your top eight? <laughs> kind of, but I'm going to leave it at that. My favorite states... So there's 14 states on the Appalachian Trail that this mm-hmm. runs through. I'm going number five, New Hampshire. Mm, pretty good. And then I have the same list. I'm yeah. in the same order. Four, Georgia. Three, New Jersey. Two, Vermont. One, Maine. I will. I did find it interesting, though. A, a lot of people talk about the Northeast being their favorite uh-huh. parts. And I have three of those five in there. New Hampshire, you know what's interesting Maine, Vermont. That there is that we don't have on the list is Virginia. Virginia's a big one because we were there for so long, and I didn't dislike it. In fact, right. I had a great time there. But I, I don't know, like it was a tough. It's a tough category. Yeah, <laughs> you know, lots of good talent in this it, yeah, category. Yeah, it's not. It's not a distaste to Virginia as right. much as it's like an extra I just mean like in regards to time spent in one state I I think it was maybe a, I might have spent a little bit more time in Maine if not equal to Virginia mm-hmm. that was yeah, it that was good well and and teaser alert um two of my top five trail towns come from a state that's not on my top five either oh my goodness okay wow 
I assume you're going to want to do something about hiking. Yeah, we're doing our top yeah, day hikes. Give the people what they want. Yes. Okay. Uh, do you want Code Epoxy or you to do their top day hikes? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to skip this category and just lean to you on what your favorites were. Okay. So my favorite day hikes. Um, so first of all, a special day, a day that was, I thought, unique was our day that we did the solstice fundraiser for the alzheimer's association yeah number one so we're starting at the top <laughs> on the sun perfect we were in virginia we hiked mcafee's knob i did dragon's tooth in a close to thunderstorm yeah and uh thanks to an amazing community we raised over twenty five hundred dollars yeah and we did it was a huge day um hiking wise and it was fun like it was we we haven't always done like content if you will like live on our personal pages so it was just it was just a special unique experience i agree that was the best i also uh another special day was when i in maine when i took out a coat epoxy with uh sedona and we were in we were in mud i was going up (laughs) You weren't up there. To, up to his armpits. Up to his armpits. Yeah, and you would have had him out alone. of it. And he did really good. And Thank he had you. a really nice time. And uh, we did have to go to a stream afterwards and just kind of hose hose down. Yeah, I don't think that would have Yeah. Flown. So those were two little fun days. Uh, and also my last fun day was uh, our first day when we couldn't even find the trailhead of the approach trail. Oh yeah, in <laughs> walking around. Yeah, yeah. In uh, what was this Amicola Falls. Amicola Falls? Yeah, yep. So top five hikes though, Tennessee. State of Tennessee comes in at number five. Scarcely, I mean, basically, you drive in, you can see North Carolina from the whole hike though. So mm-hmm. a little extra shout out there i guess but mm-hmm. the rowan mountain and rowan knob highlands hike that was a cool place once again though that comes down to weather beautiful beautiful day beautiful day and we were there right time of year the rhododendrons were blooming mm-hmm. i got to see a wedding so that's my number five number four day hike of the at and all these could be done as day hikes mm-hmm. if you wanted to go out the Abal Bridge Golden Road to Big Niagara Falls in Baxter State Park and then back out. Abal Bridge campground, number one campground for me. You, number two for me. The Golden Road is this famous main logging road that the Appalachian Trail connects with. And you walk over this bridge and into Baxter State Park through just this splendid following of rivers streams i saw river otters yeah on the trail up to this cascading waterfall the big niagara and right from there you head into like the lean-to area where you're going to summit katahdin so gorgeous unbelievable day hike that you can do from that campground and back out number three the mount garfield twin mountain White Mountain Hut Presidential Range hike that I did. That was really second to none. Unbelievable. Hard. But just the views and the people and, I mean, all of it was really unbelievable. 
Number two, second day on the trail, Woody Gap to Neil Gap, mm-hmm. Summit of Blood Mountain, the shoes hanging at Neil Gap. Yeah, it's cool. Our fo- our first like real photos, like we kind of, I mean, we certainly didn't know what we were doing at that point, nope. but it was kind of like, okay, we started. Yeah. Now we're kind of like understanding like what we're about to do here. Mm-hmm. That is, uh, and Blood Mountain has the oldest, I think, shelter on the AT still. So overall, just a really, a really neat day for a number of reasons. And number one, Katahdin. Yeah. The great one. That's cool. Don't know if I want to, you know, I would go do Woody Gap to Neil Gap again and again. I do that. I would live at A-Ball Bridge Campground mm-hmm. and just hike into Big Niagara and back. Katahdin, some of that presidential range. You would do it. I would do it, but it's not. I'm You've not, already talked about a hut to hut hike through Maine e, or through New Hampshire. Or through, yeah, yeah. Through New I'm Hampshire. not. I'm not angling for those. Yet. Yeah. But uh, so we got. So what do we have there? We got Virginia. We got Tennessee. We have New Hampshire. We have Georgia, and we have Maine. So yeah. that's a nice little. Yeah. Round it out. Variety. Yeah. Do you want to do top trail towns and then top takeaways? Yeah. Okay. This is the Trail Towns podcast season. We'll probably never do a Trail Towns podcast season again. We might. We could. I guess if we do a different trail. Yeah, right? Yeah. However, this probably had the most prominent and the highest amount of trail towns as any other. PCT comes in number two, but like, I mean. I think those are the two that are known for the trail towns. So I have number five. I have Millinocket, Maine. That's where we stayed at the AT Hostel. And they had a really great downtown area. I liked that community a lot. They had cell phone service. They had really great service. That does play into me a little bit. For your birthday... Yeah. I got you a, a painting of yeah. a black bear in New Jersey next to a white blaze that somebody, had, a local Millinocket artist, had painted that was hanging at the AT, AT Cafe. Cafe. Yep. Can't wait to, when we have an a, apartment or a rental, to put that one up on the wall. Yeah. Um, my number four was Franklin, North Carolina. <coughs> Excuse me. I liked that one. It was, it's a little off the trail. But they had, it was like one of the first Well, no ones, further than Millinocket. That's true. We It was one of the first towns that we were in that had like this humongous board in the center of town that said, welcome hikers. And through hikers would go and sign it. And they had tons of restaurants. One of my favorite breweries, the Lazy Hiker, was there. But I really enjoyed that town. I thought it was a... Tomato Rob. Community. Our favorite campground host. He, he was easily our yeah. favorite campground host. He's, he was... To, Rob, you don't even... There's like no, no category. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> um, number three. Again, a little off the beaten path. I picked Pauline, New York. Mm-hmm. I liked that. That was r- right close to Hopewell Junction, which kind of lines up with my Sylvan Lake Beach Park, which was my number three favorite campground um number two on my trail town list is hot springs north carolina i don't know how you can't love that trail town probably the only downside is i did not have good service there but you did when you went to big pillow brewery well, you got wi-fi yeah they had, you had, good, wifi. They had reliable wi-fi and you got what was the um the, taqueria there the gray eagle gray eagle it was so good 
So I loved that. And but they had a great um they had a fun pizza place. They had a good resupply store. They had a fun coffee shop that had giftwares. For as small as it was, I thought it they was have really hot, springs if you you hot springs if you want to rejuvenate. Yeah. Yeah. Um but they had options for you to go in and visit the hot springs. Um and then my number one was Monson Maine. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Do you think I picked that though because it's like the freshest? Maybe. I don't know, because you have one or like our fourth one at number two. Yeah, you're right. That's true. Pretty similar again. And so I only have two states on my top five trail towns. Oh. Maine and North Carolina. Really? Yeah. Millinock at Maine coming in at fifth. Yeah. Andover, Maine coming in at fourth. Okay. Franklin, North Carolina coming in at third. You love there. I think you'd live there. Okay, what else? Hot Springs, North Carolina at number two. Mm-hmm. And same Monson, number one. Yeah. Something about having an ice cream shop and pickled vegetables right by our band that really just pulls it in for us. Again, I think a lot of that is circumstance. I mean, it was just how everything was set up. The hostel was right there, which was so community driven. It was half a block to the ice cream, half a block to the general store. They had a little museum there. Well, cute. well, and it's interesting because you kind of we kind of learned later as as we went what we wanted. Like for instance, Andover. When I was just with our dog, um, I realized I'm like I I had a it was kind of dry and I had a op- there was a big ATV trail open space that you could just park at and hang out. I could cook lunch in the van there hang out there. There was a basketball court, as I mentioned, in town. They had they had a coffee shop, really good coffee at gas stations. Like There was just these weird little things that I didn't recognize necessarily originally that I needed and appreciated as like a trail town hiker uh-huh. that later came into play. Yeah. One I think that uh, stands out to me, it's not on either of our lists, that I think was good when you say like the out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. Was Hiawassee, Georgia. Yeah. They had a really great resupply store. We actually used their blog for some of their some of the other hiking trails we went on. Yeah, that outfitter. And they had some amazing. They had this they amazing had that farmers fre- market. Fresh. It was just a. It's a year. It's yeah. A open market. Open again. market. So mm-hmm. so some of that does kind of wonder, but you know that. So it's Maine and North Carolina my on my tops. Nice. Do you have any takeaways or topics to discuss as we close out? Well, I saw, I saw yours. So a couple of mine are similar. One, a little more lighthearted is the smell. Yeah. So hikers have a very distinct smell. Through hikers in particular. Through hikers in particular. Or section hikers that they're out in the woods for several days. I don't know. You were back every day. It was just very potent. Something I didn't expect, but I should have, knowing that, you know, some people didn't have access to a sho- to a shower for well over a week, probably. Um, but, again, I-, I joke about it a little bit, but it was a real thing. And the elements of which caused that, right? Like, the dampness, the heat, the... 
bugs, the, all of it. It was that part, that physical part of the trail. I didn't even do it, but like just watching people was something I didn't really expect. I should have though, because people only bring like one pair of clothes or two pair of clothes. And when they wash their clothes, they borrow town clothes from the hostels, you know, so they can wash everything that they have. So there is some unique parts about that. You noticed it too. Yeah, absolutely. It's and impossible I, and, not and to I notice. did, I did stink a lot, a lot more than I imagined, yes. but I think that's because you're just sweating in a really unique well, it's hard way Constantly. for several hours. Yeah. 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 Um, and not like in a gym sweat. Right. And then the other thing that I was going to bring up that I actually didn't have on my list was preparation. And I think it's interesting because I think the trail you, I, I guess I don't know if you can over prepare, but there's a lot of people out there that you could tell prepared very little and a lot of people that really had a plan. And I think that kind of speaks to the trail and the uniqueness of it in that you could do whatever and probably yeah. be all right. Yep. You know, I think it was, it was inclusive and it was welcoming to all people that had a lot of resources, people that didn't have a lot of resources, people that had the ability to plan, people that didn't. Um, people that just frankly didn't. Um, so there was a really interesting mix of preparedness. Well, and, and with that, I think that the trail is like, is what it is. And there is, the trail accepts everyone Mm -hmm. and the trail magic and the trail angels, that are out there except everyone and the volunteerism and the activism aspect, the volunteerism from like people out there taking care of like this trail's not just there and done and marked and there's not maps and there's not, and to the trail angels, there's not, there's not always like sometimes there is in a trail town there's shuttles but sometimes there's are free shuttles run by a volunteer mm-hmm. during the peak season and the activism like to get that land uh continually protected i mean somebody in Pennsylvania worked with a association of farmers mm-hmm. to create a 6 foot wide footpath through their land for like a hundred miles yeah. like that like somebody did that yeah. i you know i don't know who uh but thank you and the vol- so the volunteering and activism along with the trail magic and trail angels is really unbelievable like i said you get the best of humanity that was probably my last takeaway was just the community and i think that we weren't probably even as submerged in it as we could have been just because <coughs> excuse me of the van and the dog and some of that, some of the campsites that we chose. But every time we were around other hikers or trail angels or rangers or whoever it was, everyone was so incredibly welcoming, helpful, inclusive. And I mean, maybe not everybody has the same experience, right? But I think for the most part, um, there's people coming from all different walks of life. And I think that's what part of what makes it very special. Well, and I'd say as well, you know, we weren't in the thick 
of the through hiker bubble we got to experience some of the towns and communities maybe a bit more by staying there for several days at a time my my other two takeaways were one uh trail names yeah yours is you got one a long time ago yeah hillside jill volcano he got his our dog Mm -hmm. and i got mine with dh and it's kind of like this little code and this little language in fact at shaw's you signed up and ran your tab with your trail name yeah I mean, everything, everything. And it's kind of like the secret society a little bit. So that's fun and unique and interesting. And that that name can carry. Well, you got that in the Grand Canyon by a guy from Maine who told you you were never going to go to the bottom of the Grand Canyon. He didn't say I wasn't going to get there. I I think I said I wasn't going to get there. But you've been there twice. Yeah, I have said. So you've kind of. At the time, I thought I was always going to stay on the hillside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I also think it's kind of ironic that it was a guy from Maine. Oh, yeah? I don't yeah, remember that I do part. remember that. Yeah. I remember he was eating cheese. <laughs> I do remember Maybe that he was part. from Vermont. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then my final, my final thought, I guess, is, uh, it is it is the longest footpath in the world. But they should actually probably, some call this, it is a, the longest, it is the longest, but it's also a rugged wilderness footpath. Yeah. That trail is so much harder than you would have ever thought i would have ever thought and i trained immensely but just just the sheer fact of day in and day out it took everything i had mm-hmm. and i think everybody gives it everything and and it doesn't get easier right. no matter which way you go mm-hmm. and then you're dealing with flash floods and heat waves and coming off trail and mud and bugs that people can't even wrap their heads around unless they've gone on trails like this i was gonna say this year there was some really unprecedented weather but i think that every year there's something something every year so i think that it just you you have to be able to just navigate it i think that's part of it i think the word footpath by itself minimizes how hard and tough Uh the trail is so i think it should be the longest rugged wilderness footpath you can talk to them about that. yeah i'll email the atc i'm sure they'll get sure there's a if sure there's a vote it'll probably get voted too too long of a name but it but it is it you it's rugged and you're in the wilderness yeah i did not do frankly any preparation before we left I was just wrapping up work and was not as engaged in it and so it was something that I really didn't expect just the entire experience but I can't say it was like unexpected because I didn't know what to expect but it was definitely an incredible memory and I mean (laughs) I didn't hike much but I would do it again like I definitely see how people say like that they hiked it you know, multiple times. Uh huh. So I think that it, it's it's a really really unique thing. You know, I used to say my I think the best outdoor adventure you could have in the lower forty eight or the United States was the a rafting hiking trip through the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Now you think I don't know. Uh, I mean, spending a few weeks on the AT might it's right there. 
It's right there. That's for a different award okay, show. Okay, you can't commit to it yeah. quite yet. You haven't yeah. thought it through enough. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, thanks for following along. It was fun. And... It, was, it was fun to share the stories. Hopefully you find some tips, some campgrounds, some eats, yeah, some hikes. I, I think that, for me, is a big takeaway, too. If you're in any of those states and close to the trail... You don't. You can go on day hikes. There's people going on day hikes. There's, you know, of course you can go to any of the restaurants. You already know yeah. that. But like, you can do just a little bit of it, just a couple hours even. Whatever works for you. Yeah. Hike your own hike. Hike your own hike. And with that, I guess happy trails. That's a wrap. Hashtag number five number nine dot com for more podcasts, more outdoor adventure articles, more trash cleanups. More of whatever else we're up to whenever we're up to it. Thanks again, friends. Talk to you soon. Happy trails.